The following program is brought to you free of charge by the sponsorship of Novos Ordo Watch. See for yourself that the Church of the Second Vatican Council is not in fact the Catholic Church of the Ages. Go to NovosOrdoWatch.org. That's NovosOrdoWatch.org. Welcome to the first episode of our series on Catholic spirituality. I am your host, Father Fliss, professor at Most Holy Trinity Seminary. Today we are honored with the presence of our guest, Father Desposito, professor at our seminary. Hello, Father. Thank you for being with us here today. Oh, hello. Glad to be here. Father, could you tell us a little about your background? Uh, well, I came to this country from Argentina in the year 2001 after uh, starting my seminary life there in Argentina in the year 2000. The reason why we came uh, to this country is uh, because of the studies. As you probably know, uh, the, the formation of a semina seminarian, uh, of a future priest, is uh, something that uh, demands a lot of work. And, and there in Argentina, we had a small seminary, small community, but uh, we needed uh, basically more teachers, more professors. And it was not possible for our priest there to have a, a, the apostolate to take care of the parish and at the same time uh, have a, a seminary. So we came here in the year 2001, was right after the, the attack on the... On, uh, New York City. Um, I remember when I was doing my, my papers for getting the passport, I was at the, in Buenos Aires at the federal police and I saw the, the very, it was the September 11th, I saw the, the attack on, on TV there while I was waiting in line. And so I also remember that the, at one point uh, some people told us it was too dangerous for us to come here because of the, of the danger of another attack. So, but finally, thanks uh, uh, be to God, we arrived safely and uh, we started, or we continued our seminary life here. Before that, during my, I can say my life, um, I was just a regular Novus Ordo Catholic and I came to the knowledge of the faith through um, uh, a classmate of mine, who is today Father Palma. When we came to this country, we were um, four uh, seminarians. Three of us became priests. Uh, the other, one of them didn't, didn't, um, didn't have a vocation. Uh, so, Father, today Father Palma at that time was a classmate of mine in the, in the high school, and he approached me basically, and explain to me the, 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 the differences between the, the true Catholic religion uh, before, as was taught 
before Vatican II and the new religion of Vatican II. And, and I had to do some, of course, read the, the arguments, do research, etc. And uh, I came to the conclusion that this, there was no Pope and that this, this Vatican II uh, religion was false and not the true Catholic religion. I'm sure well, that was a big eye-opener, eye right, Father? Oh, yes, especially when I, for the first time, I saw the, the true Mass. In when I saw that, that was like a confirmation that the Novus Ordo religion was absolutely false. I was, uh, I can say, a faithful or a, just an average um, Novus Ordo Catholic going to Mass every Saturday night, because in Novus Ordo they do that, they go on Mass on Saturdays. Um, and uh, for me, that was religion for me, was, that was a Catholic religion. And when, again, when I was introduced to this, the true faith, which I didn't know before, it yes, was an eye-opener, and uh, it became clear to me, especially after seeing the, the, the old Mass, or the, the Mass of, the, of always, that um, yes, it was an, a different, the Novus Ordo is a different, a false religion, and the, the, the true religion, of course, is uh, what was always taught before Vatican II. And what was the next step Step once you reached the USA? Uh, well, just uh, as a seminarian, I was already tonsured because we had been uh, tonsured in Argentina. Uh, usually you, you are tonsured after you finish your second year of philosophy. Uh, but uh, because of the necessity and uh, we didn't have a, a bishop all the time there in Argentina, um, we, uh, Bishop Piverunas actually visited there and uh, in the year, I believe, 2000 and, or 2001, I think, I don't remember exactly now, but uh, I was tonsured in my, my, um, in my first year. And when I came to this country, I finished my philosophy and I received all the minor orders, major orders, etc. And I was ordained in the year 2006. And right after that, I just stayed in, uh, at the seminary uh, as, a, as a professor. So for me, it didn't, my life didn't change because, uh, I, I mean, from the seminary life as a student to the seminary life as a professor, I mean, it just was basically the same regular community life, which I, I like very much. And uh, so that has been my life since. And before the... Uh, up to the year, I believe, 2005. The seminary was in Warren, Michigan, and, and later on we moved to uh, Brooksville, Florida, and we are, we are here today. Thank you, Father. And for the people who might know, not know you, um, who uh, ordained you, Father? Uh, Bishop Donald Sanborn, the year 2006, in, uh, in Michigan. And um, so... Here at the seminary, we have Father Chicada as a teacher, um, and the those bishops that um, ordain us are Bishop Donald Sandor and Bishop Dolan. So uh, in Cincinnati, they have this uh, big, uh, you know, this uh, big city vacantes group, and they, with uh, a lot of people and uh, under Bishop Dolan and Father Chicada. Now with other several priests that came from our seminary, and so we we have the. Um, uh, we are blessed by having this all this really wise and uh, well-formed uh, priests and, and bishops that can give us uh, good uh, formation. So, um, yes, I was ordained by Bishop Donald Sanborn. But if for, if some uh, some of you listening uh, listening there um, 
are thinking about the seminary, uh, we have, I mean, the Bishop Dolan, Bishop Sanborn, the, and um, I mean, all, all over, people from all over the world come to, to our seminaries, international, uh, because uh, part of the reason, because we offer um, a variety of, um, uh, of options with regard to the different uh, positions, you may say, um, in, in the, in the Sedvacantism. As you know, there is the, the position of the thesis of Bishop uh, Gerard de Rollier, material formal um, uh, of the material formal papacy. That's the, that I hold to that. And there is the what is called the absolute sedevacantism that Bishop Dolan and Father Chicada hold, uh, um, adhere to. And but it's not a problem for us to work uh, together. The reason being that the, those both positions are essentially the same, fundamentally the same, because you the what makes the uh, what gives the essence to the thing is the form, and we both agree that. In this case, Francis has not the form or the authority to be a pope. So the difference is that for us, he's still a legal or material pope in the sense that he has been elected to the papacy. And Father Chicada and Bishop Dolan say that no, actually, uh, they they don't even have that um, material or legal uh, part because of their heresy. So that's. But again, what makes the, the position? The same is that uh, we both agree in that in the in the fact that they don't have authority. So that that thing is important because, um, in, for example, in Europe, uh, traditionalists uh, say the vacantes are more like divided. They don't want to work with each other, um, even when their positions they don't actually uh, differ essentially. But here we have the, I mean. Uh, it's very good that, that we can do that, work together, even though uh, there's a slight difference of, of position. So, and, uh, and here we are talking about the uh, situation of the church, but this, this is, um, um, we're going to do the, the show on the spirituality, Catholic uh, spirituality. And so I, we are, I am glad that I had the, the possibility um, of, uh, Yes, of, of doing a, a little bit for um, to let people know about Catholic spirituality. As we are going to see, it's not it's not very very easy. Uh, it's not just the piety and and, and and saying the rosary. There's a lot more to say about Catholic uh, spirituality, uh, how to be a good Christian, a good Catholic, how to um, have a strong and serious spiritual life. Father. You mentioned that you uh, uh, teach several courses. One of them uh, deals precisely with uh, spirituality, right? Yes, so it's a, uh, ascetical and mystical theology. That's the name we give uh, to the course, and we are going to explain that also in the in the show. That uh, why the different names of the um, um, for this, for example, the author we are going to follow. Antonio Rojo Marin, who was a Dominican priest, I am going to say some, some explain uh, his uh, about his life a little bit afterwards. But he calls the the book we are going to follow um, the theology of Christian perfection, 
uh, here at the seminary we call the course ascetical and mystical theology and and the show we're going to call catholic spirituality but all of those they mean that basically the same thing and this uh, the how to develop the life of sanctifying grace in the soul how to perfect ourselves in the spiritual order so that's basically how to become perfect in the spiritual order and so yeah, but yes, yeah, so the, one of the courses I teach in the seminary is ascetical and mystical theology. We're going to follow here the same book that I use as a manual for that course in the seminary. Hopefully make it easier for people to understand the principles. Father, which place does this um, subject uh, take in the uh, spectrum of Catholic theology? Well, it's uh, basically it's, uh, an extension, I might say, of uh, moral theology. Uh, moral theology being more concerned about the the morality of the acts. If it is a sin, it is, if it is a vice, here uh, we are concerned about the perfection. So it's more uh, as arriving, as I said, to the end, uh, the perfection of the spiritual life. Uh, sometimes when you go to confession, I mean, you, you have to confess, uh, especially you're obliged to confess mortal sins and... Um, and uh, if you don't, you do not have any mortal sins to confess. Since your last confession, you you may confess a sin of your past or or venial sins. Uh, but that's strictly the the, the the moral. I would say you study all of the principles for hearing confessions uh, as a as a seminarian uh, in moral theology. Here we are. Um, we. Sp uh, we treat about the perfection of the spiritual life, not only what what is right, what is wrong, the, or what is uh, morally um, good or bad, but on perfection. So, and, and one of the things we're going to, to see is that uh, uh, when we go to confession, the, the, uh, how good it is to, to confess those venial sins, especially the root of our faults, to, to try to determine the root uh, of our evil inclinations to in order to get rid of those, those things. Uh, again, many people are... Um, uh, <clears throat> tend to just confess, give a, like an, the number of the sins and the species, which is again very good, and they sh you should do that. But knowing the the reason for our sins, the root of our sins is very very important and essential, and it's, it's more important than the actual confession of the the number of times that we have fallen. So things like that we're going to see in the in this uh, show, and that's why it's very very important. Uh, and many of the all the things we are going to see are very interesting and important for our for the spiritual life for our having a, a serious spiritual life. Everything again, um, going back to the doctrinal position, I um, I would say this um, is understood that we are talking to real Catholic uh, people. That is that is understood that those who are listening uh, have the infused virtue of faith. Without the faith, you cannot have any other, um, uh, any other uh, virtue, supernatural virtue. And so, um, I, if there are people there uh, listening out there that do not uh, hold to the, I mean, are not Catholics, basically, uh, that they should probably... Uh, uh, learn about the Catholic faith before, uh, in order to understand many of the things that we are going to treat here, because this is the, the development of the life of grace, 
and the perfection of charity, which presupposes the virtue of faith. In other words, if you are not a Catholic, you cannot profit from too much from this, uh, from this show. So, Father, uh, you mentioned the author, um, Antonio Rojo Marin. Why, Father, why did you choose this author for your course? Well, uh, the main reason is because it is a manual that is something that you can use for teaching. And uh, why Rojo Marin? Basically, as some of the uh, of the authors in the that um, give uh, in the in the press of preface of the book, if you get the book, um, that by the way, I will profit now to to tell you that you can get this book in on Amazon. Uh, it's for sale, The Theology of Christian Perfection. Uh, it's a little expensive because it's a reproduction of the original translation into English. The original actually is in Spanish. This is a, uh, a translation and also a little uh, summarized uh, translation by another Dominican. Father Roger Marin is, uh, was a Dominican priest. And so the work, again, uh, is called The Theology of Christian Perfection. You can get the book in on Amazon, or you can write, uh, send an email to uh, catholicspirituality at truerestoration.org, and you can get a PDF version of the book. So, um, and so going back to why Rojo Marin, a Dominican author, um, that he died in the year 2005. He was not a traditional Catholic when, when and he didn't die. He was not a sedevacantist. Uh, but this book that we are going to use for, um, for the show was written before the Second Vatican Council. Uh, there are many, uh, many authors or many, many people, priests and bishops like, like Rosa Marin that didn't see the the changes, the importance of the changes, they didn't see the substantial alteration of the Catholic faith. And this should be a, a fact, uh, a reason for us to to be humble, I will, because the people that were really prepared, really well formed in the uh, in Catholic theology, many, many people like uh, Father uh, Rojo Marin, uh, didn't see the, the changes, didn't see the, the importance, or I would say the, the substantial alteration of the faith. Um, and they continued being in, in, in communion with the false hierarchy after Vatican II. And you may think, oh, how, I mean, they were so smart and well-formed and you are, you're even following a book of, of those authors, how, uh, how you know that you are right and they were not um, right in following or in accepting the authority of Vatican II Pope. So um, we are going to comment on that in the future in some of the, of the chapters of the, of the book, when we treat of the, on the gifts uh, of the Holy Ghost that perfect uh, some of the virtues, uh, especially the gift of knowledge, of understanding, and of wisdom. And basically, what I'm trying to say is that the, to come to the conclusion that Vatican II is heretical, to come to the conclusion that there is no Pope today, is, is reduced to a grace. Not, uh, I mean, myself, uh, as I said before, I grew up in the Novus Sordo. I never thought or I never considered the priesthood, for example. I wanted to be a, a paleontologist, study dinosaurs, and I already had plans to go to the university. Uh, I was just a regular Novus Sordo Catholic. Uh, and 
it, uh, I mean, literally God himself showed me the way and, and, uh, and, and the way to, to come to the, to the truth about religion, about the Catholic Church, about the, the situation of, of the Church uh, today. And so, but again, it's a grace. I mean, many times we, we think about people that are exposed to the Catholic faith in the same manner that we are, and we ask our, ourselves why I, uh, I, uh, I, I have uh, accepted this, and people that are probably smarter uh, or even more, even even more virtuous than I am, they 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 have um, not accepted the the facts and the objective truth, and they have gone uh, along with the the Vatican II, and they have accepted the new mass, the new religion, the new theology, etc., etc. Uh, well, there's uh, many who, uh, many of us who have uh, uh, seen the very clearly, actually very very clearly, the, that there was a substantial alteration in Vatican II, etc. So um, this, uh, I mean, it's important. The author we are following didn't, uh, I may say, even though he was very very smart and well formed, didn't see the what we see. And this should be a reason for us to be humble. Um, Father, if I may ask, you mentioned he was a Dominican. Does this fact have anything to do with your choosing of the book? Uh, yes. The Dominicans, the Dominican order, uh, follow the basically the principles of St. Thomas Aquinas, together with the, the, the school of St. John of the Cross and of St. Teresa of Avila. Uh, in for Catholic spirituality, you have many schools. Many times, depending on the 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 order they, they belong to, the Franciscans, the Carmelites, Dominicans, Benedictines, uh, and basically the Dominicans and Carmelites and many of the Benedictines follow the the principles um, of Saint Thomas, Saint John of the Cross, or the teaching of Saint John of the Cross, and uh, Saint Teresa of Avila. That's what we are going to to follow. And even though the all of the schools, of course, are very good, and uh, they they are basically the same, or essentially the same. Uh, there are some uh, differences, uh, accidental differences, and we choose to follow the the point of view of uh, uh, of the Dominicans. And um, I will explain those differences throughout the series. But for now, I think it's a, just as an introduction. Um, I think we we have said enough. Yes, Father, uh, I agree. I think we, sh we had a good general uh, overview of uh, the, the contents of this uh, series. And uh, we are also running out of time. So I would like to conclude now. Um, thank you, Father, for your time. Thank you very much. And thank you also to our listeners and hope to see you next time. Thank you. If you have any questions for Father Disposito or feedback on this episode, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at catholicspirituality at truerestoration.org and we will pass along your questions and comments to Father Disposito. We would also take this moment to remind you that all correspondence with us is strictly confidential. All of us here at the Restoration Radio Network would ask that if you found this show to be informative, helpful or in any way beneficial to you and to your faith, that you please consider sending a note of thanks to the clergy who help make our network worthwhile. 
Remember that above and beyond material contributions, the most important donation you can make to our work here is prayer. Please think of offering a Mass, a Rosary, or even a simple Ave for our work the next time you pray. For the Restoration, I am Matthew Arthur. May God bless you. This program was brought to you free of charge by the sponsorship of Novus Ordo Watch. See for yourself that the Church of the Second Vatican Council is not in fact the Catholic Church of the Ages. Go to NovusOrdoWatch.org. That's NovusOrdoWatch.org.